In times of disequilibrium and uncertainty during this COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic, I like to remind myself of why I am alive and why I continue to pursue higher education. An accomplished African-American novelist Toni Morrison once said, the, freedom of, the function of freedom is to free someone else. I am here to share with you all, if you can see it, you can be it. We all have a purpose in this world, whether that's achieving financial freedom, taking care of our families, traveling the world, starting a business, or being a part of something larger. We all have a purpose. However, because of the rigor, structure, and assumptions people project onto us as students, it makes navigating college in the year 2020 and moving onward quite challenging. Oftentimes, I find it difficult to materialize and contextualize what my purpose may be and why we should be invested in our own learning to be able to apply what I have learned outside of school. College is no walk in the ballpark, but the Learning Code would like to do our best to show you how we have been making progress in our own lives and our own learning adventure. In the meantime, we would love to build a community of students who end up seeing education not as a means to an end, but rather a journey towards enlightenment. That's one of the reasons this podcast exists. If I spend six years writing a book about how to succeed in college and how to learn, or how to get the most bang for your buck from your education, I will lose many of you along the way. Jeff Anderson, our leader of the Learning Code, began thinking about these problems such as rigor, learning objectives, and the assumptions our college system has about their tr students' true learning capabilities nearly a decade ago. Since then, he finished his PhD in mathematics in 2015 and has been inspiring students to make learning valuable and fulfilling at Foothill Community College. And when I say inspiring, I really mean uplifting students' spirits and mindsets about all that they can achieve. If you are ever lucky enough to take one of his courses, you will see a true educational professional as student-centered as I have ever witnessed in my life. Foothill College is wonderful in that way. Professors like Patrick Morris, Scott Langford, Robert Hartwell, and Valerie Flong come to mind when I think about student-centered professors. Jeff has published work on his own personal website that includes activity documents and videos that seriously have me realize whatever I want to learn is learnable as long as I have systems and methods and practices in place for me to still function and live outside of school. By function and live, I mean I don't lose my job, don't have to sever relationships with my family and friends, and don't have to give up too much of what I hold near and dear to my heart. That is something one of my mentors, Jesus Vilincana and the MESA Engineering Program at San Jose State has guided me to reflect deeply on after his presentation on student success. I hear many students say they sacrifice a lot to go to school and to earn their grades. But in times of war or global health crisis, I think about the students who are servicing the, their countries as producing the ultimate sacrifice. As students, let's try to keep things in perspective about the pain and suffering we feel. Even if we are willing to take years off our lives in order to see our goals come to fruition, let's think about how to drive that I've sacrificed so much for this degree, spirit, into meaningful action. The ultimate sacrifice would be giving up all of those things that bring us some deep sense of personal fulfillment, not the illusionary ones that we created on social media. Well, 
what I said just now is a bit ironic because this is a podcast, but I digress. <laughs> we make conscious choices to achieve our academic goals that only come by paving a road that is forged from class attendance, assignments, papers, projects, and exams. However, we do not necessarily pave that road for others to drive or walk freely on. Now, some professional educators absolutely have paved this road so that other students could experience more fulfilling learning. But ultimately, we pave this road because we pave this road because our ambition or desire to be something we currently are not motivates us to. Let's ground ourselves from the perspective of attending a lecture and doing assignments as generally wonderful ideas. But when things don't go according to plan in your academic journey, this is not life or death. Now the topic of how academics can propel a student to truly architect a meaningful life or die is a topic for another time. But let us remember most of us are not in the front of the battle lines picking up wounded bodies from war or caring for patients who may have COVID-19. We are just studying. With that being said, I recognize how difficult and challenging studying is and how too many educators make too many assumptions about our actual learning objectives and skills. I experience these assumptions cast upon me which makes me feel disconnected towards what I am required to learn each and every single day, pre-lecture, intra-lecture, and post-lecture. What has given me more perspective is Jeff's work ethic. His focus on the mission-critical problem, which is namely that how we can help students learn more meaningfully in the college system, has been so liberating. Jeff named all of the work he has done to address this problem, on top of being an associate professor at Foothill, as Conquering College. In that series he created, there are fundamental and basic steps of learning and studying, as well as videos of his goofy self in front of a green screen. He created all of that to support his activity sheets, writing, and student success. Pretty cool, right? I aspire to become like him. I will link those in the show notes of this episode, as I believe in my heart of hearts, if you are a student who is curious about how to study more effectively, efficiently, comprehensively, and meaningfully, those documents will change your workflow and success in classes as they have pushed mine. However, I realize documents and Jeff on a green screen is not the magic of which that is Jeff in person. Because of this realization, we gave birth to the Learning Code Project. Jeff has written that college is marketed as a formal education system that accelerates the ascent to prosperity and the pursuit of happiness. This is one of the reasons that so many of us are willing to sacrifice the money, time, energy necessary to earn a college degree. The promise of riches at the end of the road seems worth the suffering in the short term. However, what I am witnessing and feeling on a daily basis is this tug of war, being which, is this degree really worth it? It seems like so many people around me, from my professors, advisors, friends, and family, are all making major assumptions about what my future holds, and how my future will look like after I obtain a college degree. I'm not here to say we have to obtain a college degree. I have answered this question for myself, which is a yes, I will earn a college degree because then and only then will I gain formal training and experience in a structured way. If you think you can hustle and make it by working and taking online classes, more power to you. 
But let me warn you, my very first technical internship at Faraday Future, a self-driving car company, within the first week, my manager of the cloud systems team gave me three computer science textbooks and two PDF files, each of which was no less than 100 pages, and told me to go learn that stuff on my own time to get up the speed. This is why I highly encourage you all to focus on your learning, even in the structured setting that is college. There's no other industry or corporation that I've worked in that will provide you the genuine training and experience than a formal college education. My hospitality work brings me joy and molds, me ser molds my servant mentality. My work in tech introduced me to just how complex and fast-paced that entire industry is. My experience there reminded me of why it's so important to begin developing mastery in something. Only when we go deep enough, we will develop the resilience and acquire the skills to go learn something else that is marketable and in demand. I've written about the mission critical problem, which is that we as students struggle with turning the overload of information we're presented with into our own knowledge that we can apply meaningfully. I will also link my piece of writing in the show notes for this episode. My hope is that the learning code will address this mission critical problem in tangible, pragmatic, and realistic ways from a student's perspective. I have a claim. We have to begin focusing on our own growth and learning processes, starting right now. We have to begin developing mastery because without a focus on developing mastery, let's define as believing, taking action, and reflecting in our classes, it will become harder and harder for us to enter the future of workforce of automation and technology. While I've become aware of these issues that exist in education through the Learning Code Project, my OpenStax internship, and my research role at San Jose State, I feel privileged to be a student. In comparison to my grandparents who had to work in coal or textile factories for the majority of their lives, or even compared to my parents who are going through a career transition from being business people to working minimum wage jobs, all while coming home to not understand their only child, me, speak about what I'm learning. I am privileged because I am speaking to you, students, students who understand my pain. While my parents may not understand what I'm going through, I know that you do. While I know how to speak fluent Mandarin, it doesn't necessarily mean my parents have the time or energy for me to explain them the challenges I am facing as a computer science and humanities undergraduate student. While I'm making these wonderful interdisciplinary connections and developing an identity around becoming a professional educator, it does not mean my parents understand that vision or can recognize the future I have for myself. In that sense, you all are my family. Because I know when I have spoken with many of you face to face, you understand the challenges of being a college student and finding belonging. While we are not making the ultimate sacrifice by studying, we definitely are giving up some of those things we hold near and dear to our hearts, as Jesus would say. With that being said, I am here to tell you, really, it is each of you who should be here sharing your stories, cultural, social, familial, and academic. Things you are proud of and the challenges you face. Once I figure out how to create a genuine community in the learning code, I'll find ways so we can help each other. However, I know that social media creates an illusion of companionship and community without the demands of authentic friendship. 
so I will do my best to make sure I don't fall into that trap. Don't give up on me, and don't give up on the others around you. We are all on the same team. I want you to have my back just as much as I do for you. But since I'm the one in your ears now, I will be happy to share my story in hopes that you can see that there is an art and science to learning, and if you can see it, you can be it. My grandparents worked in a factory in hopes that their grandchildren didn't have to. Who do you want to be? I'm a first-gen immigrant and a first-gen college student transferred from Foothill College to San Jose State, born in Sichuan, Chengdu. I feel thrilled to be speaking to you all. Despite having grown up in the single-family home in Los Altos Hills, just 30 minutes north of San Jose, California, it is difficult for me to relate to many of my neighbors who ended up going to prestigious colleges and earning high-paying professional careers. Even though many of you may have asked me, damn, you live in the hills, bro? Must be nice. The reality is, you don't know I actually live in the cottage of the property and have been helping my parents find and manage tenants for over eight years. You want to talk about uncertainty? Try property management, with each and every rent payment having to go towards the mortgage of the house. Otherwise, we would have to take out more loans than we already have. This is my first semester at San Jose State, and I have already failed a ton. I'm constantly making mistakes and working on learning through my failures by deliberate reflection and action, all while changing my beliefs down to their core. I've worked in the hospitality for over six years after high school as I was trying to find my identity and purpose in life because school never gave me a sense of purpose. Especially when I would test below the standards and not value education, I simply didn't feel that I needed a degree. The irony of which when I tested into English 1S and 1T, which was the lower of the English courses underneath English 1A placement, I encountered Valerie Fong, my English professor, who made me realize, oh my god, teaching a class of students is like being an entrepreneur. I've always loved the creative ownership of operating a business. I realized the service I was gifted from faculty and staff at Foothill far exceeded my imagination of what was possible in the service industry. Compared to the transactional type of service I give in associate roles, such as when I was at the Marriott Hotel, Nordstrom's The Retail Shop, or even currently at In-N-Out Burger. Jeff has said to his students, life is a test correction. We live, we fail a lot, and we hope to do a little better next time. However, when we have our boxing gloves on and we're fighting those assignments, deadlines, and exams, that fight equips us with the resilience and skills that create a future that has no ceiling. The struggles and progressions I had at my previous jobs all had ceilings and limitations towards how far I can go and how much I can achieve. As the junior mathematician that I am, I would like to bring light to a definition. This definition comes from the book How Learning Works, Seven Research-Based Principles on Smart Teaching by Susan Ambrose and four other authors. At this point, you may ask yourself, why is he sharing a definition of a book about teaching? We're not teachers, we're students. But my claim is, we teach ourselves and we teach others every single day when we are around people. Forgive me, I'm going to have to abbreviate here for the sake of clarity, but their definition is truly, really beautiful. So beautiful that I've made posters and art around their definition in my home. There are three components in their definition of learning. First, 
Learning is a process, not a product. This process takes place in the mind. Second, learning involves change in knowledge, beliefs, behaviors, or attitudes. Third, learning is not something done to students, but rather something students do to themselves. With this definition of learning in mind, let us think about the assumptions we make of each other. I've experienced that there are faculty, co-workers in retail, managers in the food and beverage, engineers at a tech internship, my friends, my classmates, as well as even my parents. All of those people make assumptions on what we can do and what we cannot do. Little do they know these assumptions make a lasting impact on what we end up becoming. These assumptions of, you can't do this, you should do that, you should know that. Start creating a story. A really powerful one that sometimes may raise a ceiling towards our true potential. The function of freedom is to free someone else. I encourage you all to reevaluate what assumptions you are making about others and of yourself. This will be your catalyst and superpower that will set you up for creating significant learning experiences in and outside of school from the people you work with and the people you're around. I trust that anything anyone has ever done before, you can do in your own creative and essential style, if you put your mind to it. Because you can learn from their failures, learn from what they've published, and make improvements in your own life. My name is Henry Fan. This is The Learning Code. I will proceed by showing you how learning works from a student's perspective.